world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are <laughs> Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I had a busy day yesterday, and I think this day's uh, shaping up to be even a little bit busier than what yesterday was. So excited about it. I go to Poly, I go to Poly Rad today. I go talk to those kids at uh, Thomas Worthington High School. You know, I get to do that a couple times a year. Seniors there get to go there this morning. Excited about telling them the truth. By the way, high school kids wouldn't recognize the truth if you shoved it right up their noses. They have uh, they have been so brainwashed. I had a chance last night. Michelle and I went and saw. Whose kids are, whose children are they? Whatever that movie was, two hours of absolute total uh, atomic bomb on the educational system. And uh, it was good, but I would say this, I, I knew pretty much everything that was going on in it. It was, it was worth seeing. We certainly need to counter the narrative of government schools and, again, how good government is. And uh, it was very, very well done. Got home late. I It's like 10 o'clock before I went to bed. That's like the bewitching hour, you know, be up that late. But I did, and we're up here rolling today. And uh, before I get Myra up here praying for us, you might want to call somebody. I know I say that a lot to tune in because um, my buddy, my good buddy Tom Munns from uh, Boise, Caldwell, Idaho, actually, is on with us today. Yesterday we spoke about, as you know, we spoke about the baby Cyrus that was kidnapped by the Child Protective Service in Idaho, and Tom's right in the middle of that. In fact, Sarah Brady is also in the middle of it. And you say, well, who's Sarah Brady, Coach? Well, if you guys remember, about a year ago, it was April two, 2002 years ago, April 2020, Sarah Brady was a mother that was arrested at the playground for not having a mask on. I don't know if you guys remember that. We had Sarah on our show. And she's still active. And, in fact, she is still in, in the court system and still doesn't have a court date from, from two years ago for uh, not wearing a mask on the playground or even being on the playground. I can't, I can't remember getting Sarah in here to talk about that. So Tom's with us. Tom's going to talk to us about that. He's intimately involved with uh, with the family, with the little baby Cyrus, what's going on. Because, you know, the number one thing that we all hear is over and over and over again was that they wouldn't take the baby if there wasn't some reason. So hard to break through that paradigm, friends. It's so like the same same thing they said to you when, uh, get in the hospital so they can get you some remdesivir. You get in the hospital, get some remdesivir, you'll be okay in no time. No no horse medicine, though. You can't take any horse medicine. And Oh, my goodness, don't you dare take any of that hydroxyl, whatever that stuff is. No, just go into the hospital, get some remdesivir, and while you're in the hospital, we'll schedule your funeral. That's what, the, folks, that's what the government, that's the government for us, right? And so here's this precious little Cyrus. Throw that picture up there real quick, if you could, uh, Spencer. Beautiful family. This little baby. We saw we saw the video yesterday that the Child Protective Services came and took that little baby Cyrus out of the out of the arms of a breastfeeding mama. Now listen to me. I got a breastfeeding mama in my family. I got I got two of them right now in my family. And if they came, I don't care who it is. And they came and tried to take that little child out of the, oh my goodness, out of the arms of my daughter for whatever reason it might be. Uh, well, you guys, you guys know what I'm, what, what, you know what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, they did that to this family. They did that. They took that little baby Cyrus. I'm not going to show the video today because we saw, we saw it yesterday. But we're going to get you some more information to exactly what's going on and let you know that this is not just a one-offer. This doesn't just happen. This is not the first time this kind of thing has happened. Myra, pray us in here, if you will, sister. Yes. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, saints. Good to see you all. Um, Genesis 3.14, 2.15, King James Bible. 
And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to Coach Dave Haddle. We read in Proverbs 13, 20, King James Bible, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. I release the anointed that breaks the joke, and you are set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A lot of people walking with fools. A lot of people, a lot of people walking with fools. Friends, let me show you this real quickly. Hey, Spence, first thing I want you to pull up for me, just just, just, just kind of uh, uh, number seven. Pull number seven up. Just so you guys don't think that this just happens to be another case where parents mistreated their kids. I pulled this up from the New American. Uh, I have great respect for the New American. In fact, Tom works for the uh, uh, John Birch Society. When CPS kidnaps children for money. So, friends, <laughs> this is a deep one to get into. I, I feel re- uh, Reggie, I'm sure, is busting already to get to tell us exactly what's going on. But, folks, I want you to know that uh, this this kind of stuff is not happening by accident. Okay, a lot. I don't know about this case in particular, but child trafficking is deeply associated with uh, child protective services. We have a wicked, wicked government. We have wicked, wicked agencies within our government. We have Luciferians who are in positions of high authority. They're not just Republicans. They're not just Democrats. It's a whole, what, what would you say? A shadow government? <laughs> a whole swamp, if you will. And so this really caught my eye. This whole thing with uh, little, little baby Cyrus caught my eye because I knew Tom and I knew Sarah Brady. I knew they were connected with it. And Ammon Bundy. And, and I don't know Ammon, but uh, they're all connected with it. So I knew from the credibility of the people that, that I was dealing with, that this wasn't just a case of some parents who had not done a good job with, with their child. That just, that just, it didn't, it didn't ring true to me. So I got a hold of Tom. I got a hold of Sarah Brady and uh, I heard from uh, the grandfather, Diego. And uh, so Tom, uh, just kind of uncrack this, if you could, from your perspective, uh, what the heck's going on? Well, Coach, thanks for having me on. I wanted to be able to say that what's been unfolding is an absolute tragedy, um, obviously, and it is everything that it looks like it is, um, and most likely. You know, you know this family firsthand, Tom. This isn't some. This wasn't somebody living up in the hills, and you know, you know the family. You know, I'm gonna. I'm. I have no problem saying this. <clears throat> the the the, the Chavoya family. The, Diego's last name used to be Rodriguez. Um, he ended up uh, falling upon his roots and ended up having his whole family's name changed. So, uh, Diego Chavoya um, is one of the one. They're one of the finest families you'll ever meet, Coach. They really are. There, there's no tighter family. There's no more love. The spirit that they possess among themselves is so overwhelming that it affects anybody that's within. Uh, within close, you know, within any proximity of who they are. The Bundy family um, is uh, is a wonderful family. They're one of the best families you know. I know Lisa and I know Ammon, um, and we've been in the fight for a long time. And what's what we're dealing with, as you guys know, uh, with the media being able to control the narrative and people on one hand saying the media is corrupt, except for when they want to believe something and then they believe it's mm-hmm. right. It's like Ukraine, Russia, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they get to carry the narrative and they get to be able to, you know, to destroy these people's character. And so um, I had when I first saw it and heard about it, um, I had the you know, we had our apprehensions as well. You know, you know, you know, as well as I do, I've got friends in law enforcement, too. So that puts me really in a in a in, a, in an interesting spot. The other interesting spot is that I just happen to be good acquaintances with the very police chief of the Meridian Police Department. Mm-hmm. So. And I've known Tracy, and Tracy's a solid guy. So I'm, I, I know that he's probably pretty overwhelmed, and I haven't got a statement from him, but I've got other law enforcement saying, look, 
I want to be able, you know, if the more I become out in the public eye, I want to make sure that my I's are dotted and my T's are crossed and that I'm not missing anything. And so you got, friends, here, you got friends on both sides of this thing. I do, now, yes, huh? yes. And so when I and so when I heard when I when I heard crickets from law enforcement, I knew that it was time for me to be able to step up and make a decision I needed to make. And obviously, I mean, when we stand on the side of principle and we stand on the side of what's right, um, regardless of what people think it is, uh, we have to do that. And so Diego and Ammon are among many people. We have a lot. We have quite a few political prisoners in Idaho, actually. And that's you know that probably is another topic for a different show, but. Um, you know, on the heels of the, of the, of the Bundy standoff and all of that stuff. But these people are very well, very well misunderstood. Um, and it's our job to be able to testify for one another's character, because, you know, when you go to court, there are two things that are important. One of them is having a informed jury of your peers, you know, and the other, well, informed is informed jury and then a jury of your peers. So, when you live in a system that we've been tolerating for so long that has neither, um, that puts us in a really interesting position. I talked to Ammon yesterday and he said that they're still trying to, they're still, they, he's got another court date for the trust for his trespassing, his previous trespassing cases. So not only are they suspending trial by jury, but they're, they continue to charge him for the same crime over and over and over again. Hey, Tom, Tom if, I can, if I can freeze it there for a second, if you could, um, uh, Mr. Producer, pull up number four, Sarah's arrest, because I want to want you guys to, to, to remind you real quickly. Again, this is going on in Boise, Boise, Idaho. Sarah Brady, who uh, I got, got to meet Sarah when I was out to, to Tom's uh, this summer. Her, she's still uh, she, she scroll scroll out a little bit farther uh, about uh, about thirty seconds. She still doesn't have a court date. Is that right, Tom? You yeah. guys remember this mother who was a, who was arrested for merely going to the playground? You can't make yeah. this up. Going to the playground during the pandemic. Two years she's been fighting. She has unbelievable court costs, attorney's fees, and they still have not given her a court date. So there's something crazy. Sarah was going to be with us today. Uh, we'll get her on at, at a later time. But she's elbow deep in this battle. Folks, these are people of high character. Do you understand this? This is, as John, uh, John whatever would say, they, these aren't two people living in a van down by the river, okay? This is not who we're talking about. These are high-quality people. In fact, Sarah Brady's husband works for the police department. So this thing is really deeply intertwined in what's going on. So I threw Sarah's pictures up there so you guys would kind of remember that whole story of her, her being arrested. Still doesn't have a court date, if you can believe that. And still having to raise money to, uh, to, to defend herself, which, by the way, Tom, uh, Child Protective Services has taken little Diego, and now the family has to raise money for legal expenses to get their own child back. Is that true, Tom? It's absolutely true. And and one of the questions I had really was, you know, how is it that you can enter into a system um, without ever knowing you're entering into the system? Uh, most of us, at least in America, know know that if something happens, um, you're going to be warned, right? So if you see, if coach and I are standing on a public sidewalk or, and then we end up stepping on private property where we know that it's, you know, obviously illegal or a violation of the law, they're going to warn you first to be able to get back on the sidewalk before they're going to arrest you. That's no longer happening. These people, these people were coming home from dinner from a good friend of theirs, uh, from an, uh, from a great restaurant. That's got a great brisket sandwich, but in, cause I was there mm. last Saturday, I, I was talking to Ed last Saturday. Um, and, um, they were on their way home. Well, come to find out, CP, they said that, that, that CPS and the law enforcement has been looking for them all day. So they ended uh, up, there's, the only confusion I think in the story is whether there was three cops or four cop cars or there was 30 or 50, but everybody's, everybody's saying that it was absolute nuts because they were throwing Levi against the car when they arrested him. They arrested, um, uh, they arrested uh, Marissa's sister uh, because they assumed that she was the mom without really knowing, and they booked her, even though she <laughs> said that she wasn't the mom. And then they said they were going to charge her for lying, for resisting arrest, right? So then they end up, and then they, then the law enforcement, I mean, I don't know where you want to go, but the law enforcement, they said one guy goes up to her and says that he's going to, um, and it's all in the video, you guys, you can watch it. And, you know, just because I'm I'm speaking on behalf of them, I'm speaking not officially on behalf of them. So the accurate story is uh, provided in the links in the chat. Uh, if I happen to misstate, 
I just want to be able to do my part to be able to get the word out for these people. And I think okay, I Tom. So okay, so Tom, what 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 happened? What, what's going on? Why are why would CPS? Why would their uh, their mistreatment of their child be so bad that CPS would come and take their child, uh, not take the child and put it in with maybe with the grandparents or put it in some some other family member? Uh, what what was so grievous that they had to do this, Tom? That, and that's the one question, Coach, that we're all trying to figure out. I wish I had an answer for you that I could explode on the show for you. But there are so many, there's so many, there's so many pieces and parts of this thing that nobody really knows. We all know that you know a mother is supposed to be with the child. We all know that a, breast, a breastfeeding mother, right, Tom? A yeah, breastfeeding yes, mother. That's right. Yeah. I mean, especially when they end up drying up when they're. I just my wife even brought it up. She's like, "Well, what happens when the when the baby's mom dries up?" And I thought. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. If the mom dries up and the baby can only take breast milk, what then? But, mm. um, you know, we all know that in the system, even as of late, you know, we've been able to, because I was in the hospital not too long ago, my wife was allowed to stay with me the entire time I was in there. You know, when people have their kids in the hospital, um, the kids and the parents are allowed to be there. I believe it's COVID. I believe they wanted to vaccinate it. And I believe there's some political motivation behind it. But that's my own feeling. There's too mm. many mis. There's too many things that just don't make sense. When you suspend, you know, and in Idaho, the governor, that tyrant king, he um, he decided to, when he passed this emergency bill, it suspended all parental rights in Idaho. So it really gave the government the ultimate control. And so I think the combination behind the governor um, and um, the governor and uh, the uh, I can't say if it's Idaho State Police because, you know, I met a lot of those guys and I think they just do what they're supposed to do or they do <laughs> what they think they're supposed to do, you right. know, which is the excuse of excuses, right? Um, right. Calling it your job, do. don't make it right. Calling it your yeah, job, I mean, don't I, make it right. Yep. I think they're the henchmen for the governor and all that. And I and I honestly, I really strongly feel like that, like this, <clears> this is an election season. Idaho is on uh, target. If you guys are not aware of how... Um, how governments are taken over. I encourage you to watch Rocky Mountain Heights and how they took over Colorado. But the exact same thing is happening here in Idaho. And so there's a lot of the political, we're in the fight for our lives politically here. We're in a fight for our lives. You've got people moving here thinking that this is a red state. They think that red equals conservative. Um, <coughs> you know, And so people come here and they think that they're yeah. going to take it easy because they fought so hard in California. So we believe that's highly politically motivated um, and that's really the thing that we don't really know. And we're trying to put pieces together. But the one thing that's really most interesting about that is how do you how do you not be part of a system and then enter into a system and then have to defend yourself against the system? For you and I, if we would have committed a crime or we would have been arrested, there would have been a charge. What that typically happens mean, is, is that you end up going into the legal system, right? You get involved in the legal system. Then obviously you have court fees and you have to defend yourself. In this case, they're forced to be able to defend themselves in court without any charge against them. Hmm. CPS so, so, came. so Tom, so, so evidently, uh, give me a little bit of background here. Little baby Diego, uh, uh, our little baby Cyrus, I'm sorry. Little baby Cyrus had some type of, had some medical issues. Well, uh, maybe being able from a diet standpoint. See, I just went through that with our own, I don't even know this, Tom, our own uh, grandson when he was born spent uh, 47 days in the intensive care unit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this happens, right? So this little baby evidently is having trouble processing food or or whatever. And so the mother, if I understand this right, missed a doctor's appointment. That's right. Yes. Missed the doctor's appointment. And the guy, the doctor that she was supposed to meet with called CPS. Is that how, is that how this started, Tom? Yes. Yes. And before people rush to make judgments, which I'm sure I'm not going to have to worry about here, um, is that we ended up finding out yesterday from um, Lorena, um, Diego's mom, the grandma, uh, that um, that when they ended up going to the hospital, um, they were released. Uh, It wasn't like he was stolen in the middle of night or whatever. Um, It was recommended, not mandated, that they go to a certain doctor. Hey, we really want you to go to this doctor. We really want you to go. Don't go to anybody else. Go to this doctor, right? Mm. So they go to the so they go to the doctor um, to do these weigh-ins. They miss a weigh-in. It wasn't even mandated for Marissa to go to these to go to these things. From what from what they tell me, 
Um, and so they miss an appointment and all of a sudden, or the doctor ends up calling CPS, she ends up missing an appointment. Um, and so they get, and so CPS gets the cops on the line. Well, I talked to uh, some, I talked to some people, uh, St. Luke's people yesterday, actually uh, lots of people came out with the fact that St. Luke's has killed their children um, and detained their children and forced them to go to court and spending over $50,000. One of them was actually a nurse for St. Luke's. Uh, so St. Luke's is an evil place. Um, but they ended up, um, they ended up uh, 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 following um, Levi and Marissa home in their truck after dinner over at Ed's place with the family. And what ended up happening was that the cops ended up stopping in a, in a, in a gas station. Um, and, and, but the one thing about it that the nurse told me, or the several nurses told me, was that what's, what motivates law enforcement is when CPS calls them and says, Your, that child is going to die today if you don't get him. So obviously they stoke the emotions of law enforcement and law enforcement feels like they're doing the right thing. I can't believe out of all the time CPS has done that, law enforcement is still buying the same old lie. Um, but um, that's that's really what happened. And so um, <clears throat> so the rest of it was that they got arrested and then they bailed and then they were let loose. And then Ammon got arrested because he was defending he was defending the family. So, so where's, baby, where's baby Cyrus right now, Tom? Uh, baby Cyrus is in St. Luke's. The other thing about that, too, that was interesting is because of COVID um, and the suspension of parental rights, uh, once CPS takes the child, they don't have to tell you where the child goes. <laughs> they don't. So, so, so now, so they said that they didn't want to tell us. So we, a bunch of us called and obviously it was a violation of HIPAA if they would have said that, you know, where the baby was, but they wouldn't tell the parents where the baby was until we applied enough pressure and they allowed the mom to be able to see the baby for two hours to be able to breastfeed. And then when they, when they were, when the breastfeeding, obviously they had to let the cat out of the bag and let him know where baby Cyrus was. And he was in downtown St. Louis. So Tom, uh, Spencer, if you could real quickly go up and pull up number, uh, I'm sorry, number two for me, if you could. Uh, So again, Tom, we're in this mess we're in because uh, everybody knows that they certainly wouldn't have done it to this family if they didn't deserve it. Somebody was certainly doing something wrong. Government, uh, particularly child protective services, they would they would never ever ever do something like that. So we uh, we fight the idea that again the same government that told you to social distance and take a jab, and but they're telling you the truth here about this this little baby. And folks, this is what really uh, cooks my goose. My daughter lives at the top of the hill. If my grandchild's having trouble, and child protective services comes, wouldn't you think they'd bring the baby to me? Let's take down to grandma and grandpa. Let's see, see if grandma and grandpa, we, we, uh, they bypass all that, folks. That was part of the movie that I saw last night. Whose children are they? <laughs> this is, folks, this is bigger than we understand. Now, I want you to scroll down real quickly, Tom, then I'm going to open it up and let some folks get in there. If you, if you could, Hunter, scroll all the way down. Because yesterday I put this up. You can go quickly, brother. Uh, yesterday I put this up. It showed all the laws that the Child Protective Services had violated, and I didn't read them all yesterday. It's, it's incredible. So let's go. Keep on going there. This is on Steve Quayle's website, by the way, is where I found this yesterday. Keep thank going, God. brother. I'm sorry. Uh, thank, uh, keep going here. Keep, there we go. There we go. Okay. Okay. Now, look, folks. We talked about this yesterday. This is juvenile proceedings. This is, this is what's supposed to happen when, it, when something happens with a child. A physician informs the court orally or in writing that, in his professional opinion, the life of the child would be greatly endangered without certain treatments, Right. The court shall cause every effort to be made to grant each of the parents or legal garden immediate informal hearing. No hearing. They came and took the child. Scroll on down. Scroll on down. Right. Stop right there. Idaho Parents Rights Act. They are also among the unalienable rights retained by the people under the Ninth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. The interests of the parents include the high duty and right to nurture and direct their children's destiny, including their upbringing. The state of Ohio has independent authority to protect its parents' fundamental right to nurture and direct. The protections and rights recognized are rooted in the due process of law guaranteed pursuant to Section 13, Article 1, Constitution, State of Idaho. Number six, government efforts that restrict or interfere with these fundamental rights are only permitted if that restrictions or interfere 
interference satisfies the strict scrutiny standard provided in the section above, which they violated. Because scroll down, I think there's another one. Anyway, we don't have to go down through through all the. Here we are. Say here a minute. Essential to further compel government, uh, compelling government interests, and the least restrictive means available. Least restrictive. Grandma and grandpa, aunt and uncle, neighbor, anyone, not grabbed by the police and taken to some undisclosed location. Nothing in this act shall be construed as invalidating the provisions of the Child Protective Act, Chapter 16. When a parent's fundamental rights protected by this act are violated, a parent may assert their violation as a claim or defense in a judicial proceeding. In other words, they came and took the child without any hearing, any due process, and barred it from, from, from the children. Uh, it's crazy. Tom, I got a lot of people... All with the suspension of, of uh, we have a suspension of trial by jury, uh, obviously, that you mentioned before. And remember that all of those laws that you provided are, are null and void um, due to the governor's order of the suspension of parental rights. So isn't that convenient? So suspension of parental rights. So, Tom, uh, you guys have been having daily press conferences. You are, she did get in to see the baby. Uh, was it yesterday Tom was able to get in and breastfeed the baby, if I understand that mm-hmm. right? They, yep. they did. They, they did make some progress there, but the government, Child Protective Services, has illegally seized and is uh, holding this child hostage, folks. There's no other. Tom, there's no other way to say it, is there? They no, seized and not. are holding against the will of the parents and the grandparents. And what's, and what's worse is that the child's um, care. Um, if you go to a video I did on Facebook early on or later on uh, from his press conference yesterday, he shows pictures of how. Uh, the baby appears to have been was. jabbed, right? Yeah, he appears to be jabbed, and um, he's also lethargic, and he's they, they actually believe that he's going to die. I mean, well, the assumption among a lot of people is that his condition is failing, and they're questioning whether God is actually going to sacrifice this child or she's gonna, he's going to actually... Um, oh, my goodness. You know, so we're in a really a bad situation now because this baby is the cutest little thing. So, anyway... Let's get Dr. Paul Goslin in there. Come on in, Paul. Let's, he, Paul's a buddy of ours in Maine. See to Maine, Tom. Um, nice. Thank you, guys. How are you doing, Tom? Actually, Reggie's the expert here. You can t- talk with her later, but I'm a physician. I followed trafficking in Maine for years, and it does come down from the government. You should know that in an administrative court, and the only way to fight back is um, you've got to take the offensive. You can't stay on a defense. You have to have lawyers that will sue the people. And you should understand the way this trafficking works. And this is trafficking. Don't kid yourself. Maine is the third leading trafficking state in the country. And the reason I know that is I have social workers in my office. I see it every day. They go after vulnerable people. And, you know, the sad part is, is a lot of these people, and I took offense to the uh, this idea that, uh, high character means because a lot of these folks get into drugs right away because they lose their kids. They commit suicide. Uh, They become drinkers. I mean, these people that damage goods from one generation to the next, they get funding from the government for every child they take away. And if they adopt them, they even get more funding from the federal government. Follow the money. It's corruption. This is evil, and it's it's a spiritual evil that people are waking up to. Well, I can't even, Paul. I can't even imagine if they came by and grabbed my little, my great little grandson Declan, and stuck him with some family we didn't even know and didn't tell me where he was. I can't even. I don't know if I can think of anything that would cause me greater rage than that. It's it's unbelievable. Jeannie, come on in. Then uh, then Larry, go ahead, Jeannie. You'll unmute yourself, dear. Larry, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, two th- two things. Uh, number one, a misconception that I used to have and that a lot of people still have is that we are guaranteed a trial by our peers. The Constitution mm-hmm. doesn't say peers. It says people from the same geographical uh, political Area. section or yeah. whatever. So peer, peers, you know, if, if you if you use an argument about, hey, I got to have a trial by my peers in front of a judge or something, you've automatically lost all um, contact or all. Well, you've lost. Hey, it folks. There. And these, the other thing, these, go ahead. the other thing, is that the motivation 
uh, of what's going on and everything is so important in this case and what they're going to do in the future is very important too and the fact of the matter is that once they have done an action like take this child and stuff like that they are going to circle the wagons to the nth degree and they've already committed an egregious act of kidnapping they are going to do anything else they can to keep from being held responsible for that kidnapping and that i believe includes murder of not only the child but murder of the child's family or anything because they are if they ever get held responsible for kidnapping that child their lives as they know it are over in any form of a real justice system but man they're going to circle those wagons and you've got to you know i'm, I'm sure you realize this and I, I hear it in your voice you've got to be prepared because they're going to throw the kitchen sink at you so we, we know this uh, scroll down a little bit on this if you could uh, um, spencer he's been jabbed this little guy's been jabbed with something folks have they vaccinated him do you think have they given this uh, little guy a vaccine that came up yesterday and they and the nurse the nurse that actually used to work in st luke's um uh broke down in tears and said that um they most likely did so we can't tell for sure but why would he have bricks in his hand you know obviously you could say they were ivs or you could say whatever but um mm. but you know right now the only thing we can do is sort of guess top turf teddy come on in and craig hi tom um did, did did this doctor who who called uh, the services did had they refused to give a vaccination to the child prior to this number one and number two does this doctor have a track record of calling the child protective services wow good two good questions uh as far as i can tell now it, now uh, in, in just for my disclaimer if i end up messing up i'm just giving you the information that i have uh, the right. family, to my knowledge, to, my, to the family, my knowledge, um, has never uh, been involved with anything related to CPS before, if that was one of your questions. And I forgot what the other one was. Vaccinated. Is the baby, would the baby, was the baby oh, yes, vaccinated? Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, they did oppose the vaccination for sure. No, was, was, the, was the doctor, does the doctor have a track record? Of yeah, yeah, what kind of kook is this doctor, Tom, that reported? Oh, well, yeah, I was going to release something on my website, but I ended up getting busy yesterday. But there's a picture of him jabbing his father, so he's definitely pro-vax. The interesting thing about him is that he works for Functional Medicine of Idaho, and we've got some people down there trying to to, to stir things up with him, at least make a presence. But um, but uh, and he actually is supposed to be the only doctor that's an eagle. But um, yeah. But so Tom, you 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 guys are showing up outside the hospital. I mean, you're out there putting public pressure on every day. That's true, right? Yes, it is. Yes, and that's, it is. That's, shine light and make noise. That's the way Gideon did it. That's the way that we have to do it. Craig, come on well, in. Well, you know. We're good, Tom. Well, the one thing the one thing to consider, and this is something that I had to chat with my wife about, is that she was saying, oh, it's just a little bit weird when you have to have, you know, you show up at somebody's house. And I said, listen, I said, this is how the justice system works. You have, you know, you, you, you have a problem. You try to address the problem and they turn off the phone. You try to email them, they shut the email off. You try to comment on their website, they shut the website down. You know, you try to go, you try to, go to their business, they have law enforcement there, or they, they, they nail you for trespassing. What else are you gonna do? One of our, I, I believe if it, one of our fundamental principles is holding, is, is holding not only each other accountable, but to be able to hold our government accountable. And if these people can isolate themselves with full immunity, what other choice do we have? I told I told my wife if I ever ran for office, I would make sure that I took care of all of that stuff before I got home, so that nobody really had a reason to come to my house. So. <laughs> Amen. Wow, Craig, come on in, and Reggie. Yeah, Coach. Uh, I guess I got a comment and maybe a question in the in the middle of it all. But this this in my area we call it DFS. That's Division of Family Services. Every place else they call it CPS. This this department fa falls directly under every state governor there's no accountability right mm -hmm. to the governor's office number one and and it's it's just designed i always go back to the word of god they make merchandise of my people this falls under like chad estes and that you know the authentication that he's he's running down because what they've done is they they've turned our children into commodities and and legally in their legalese system they, they've uh 
said it was their commodity. They can do whatever they want. Now, mm-hmm. I bought this system the man's talking about for 20-plus years. You know that, and a few of y'all yeah. know that. Yeah. But uh, it's an evil, evil, evil. Now, I've had PhDs where I spent 20 grand on getting my kid into psychologists and everything else to have the state DFS office just say, these papers don't exist. We never saw this report. We don't know these people. And they, they held that position, and they will show up in court. This is so evil. I mean, I, I'm just a little guy, man. I got a lawyer sitting there, and I got the hospital with six lawyers, and I got the, the county government and the state government with a dozen lawyers fighting you for one kid. And this is it's rampant. And the thing I learned going out to Keith's house all the way out to where Tom lives, remember, and what was that, North Dakota that I went to? Yep. Yep. All those systems from Missouri to, to the Dakotas, they all operate mm-hmm. the same way. It's it's like a, a, a tight-knit thread. If it's Missouri, they, they do it the same way in every state to steal them kids. And I'll go back to the Bible where to follow the air waiting to devour the children, and that's what they're after. And then, if, I listen, if, if I opened this, if I, put a, if I did a show and asked people to come in and tell horror stories about child protective services, we wouldn't have enough time, folks. We, we know this stuff going on, right? And it, it's like everything else. Like Chad Estes always says, nobody cares about mailboxes being knocked down till it's their mailbox. When it's their mailbox, right? Say, oh, that's too bad about poor little Cyrus. We go back our business, and then then it's somebody in Montana the next time, and then it's somebody down in West Virginia, right? I mean, that's the way it works. Come on in, Reggie. Good morning, Tom. Um, I've been following Cyrus um, because of Sarah and River Stanley. They're from Idaho as well. It's the same system. And uh, I knew about this right when it happened. And I need to say things because it says that's what I do. I advocate because this is the hallmark of what they do. Little Cyrus in the pictures that you're seeing is not lethargic because he's sick. Well, he is sick, but he is, he's been drugged. This is what they do. And the big lie here, and I'm sorry if it upsets you guys, is they're taking steps within a system to free our children and ourselves when the system was never from the beginning for us. They're seven layers deep, and Cyrus is now being just like Southern Mofo said. He's being handled by his handlers. He's been taken because they own him, and they're not going to give him back. And you're so trying, Tom, you're trying yeah, to use the system that to why get would, Tom, Why would they not give him back, Tom? What, what would be their excuse that they would not give this little child to the grandparents? What? Do you have any idea on that? Um, an idea only, and that is that they need to set an example um, because this is now such a high-profile case. And the sad thing is, and Diego mentions this in every press conference that he had, is that he said that he's lucky to be able to have the connections that he does and the support that he does to be able to make this case go international, which it has. Um, but imagine all of the people that have had their children taken away that just didn't know anybody. And so, you know, that's uh, kind of, you know, uh, you guys know it happens all the time. But Diego knows, Diego has tremendous connections. He did an interview with Rick Green from Wall Builders uh, yesterday, last night or night before. Um, and he's been on five or six radio shows um, already. And uh, so people Tom, really. Tom, we're, we're elected officials coming and standing alongside him. By the way, Tom, before you answer that, Spencer, scroll down. Continue to scroll down. I want you to see the the uh, lieutenant, <laughs> the lieutenant governor doesn't even know what's going on. Keep scrolling. Go ahead, Tom. Why why won't political people there in Idaho stand up and help? Could you explain that? Well, they actually um, the the part that a lot of people are leaving out is the fact that they are there. Um, I saw um, I saw Lieutenant Governor begin yesterday. Um, the problem is is that she's been, and I don't want to say this out of disrespect for Janice because she's an awesome lady. Uh, she's the only one that sent me a letter on state lieutenant governor letterhead um, uh, talking, wishing me well wishes to be able to get through my, to get through the stroke that I had. But Janice McGeehan showed up yesterday. I was a little concerned earlier because this isn't, like I said, this is politically volatile right now. Um, but she did a video yesterday and she had basically said she's going to monitor the situation um, and keep us updated. So she showed up and there were, there were two legislators, I think, that came to the first press conference, and I think there were six or eight total yesterday. So we definitely did have 
um, better support than we had before. It's building, they're, yeah, it's they're, building. They're, they're the traditional characters, you know, they're the, the Liberty people, the ones that need to be chastised, you know. Um, yeah. Representative can't, Ron can't give in to them, right? Can't give in to those patriots. Uh, those patriots are crazy, right? Well, can't yeah, do that. I mean, and they label everybody crazy. I mean, you know, you yeah. can say what you want about Representative Heather Scott or Tammy Nichols. I mean, I I know these people well. Um, you know, but when you you look into their when you look into someone's background and their profession, it should make you go, well, maybe I was a little bit wrong about this guy. You know, Ron Nate, for example, out, out of uh, Rexburg. Um, he is a BYUI Rexburg uh, profess economics professor. So this guy does not get involved. I mean, these numbers guys, they don't get involved where things could be shady. And so, you know, for me, just seeing Ron Nate there is, you know, I'm like, wow, this is really good for him to be able to to make a statement like that. And so, um, but yeah, we yeah. did have, we do have six or eight. We did have a lieutenant governor. The lieutenant governor, I think, is a little bit, and I don't want to say this out of disrespect for her, but I believe that she's been neutered by the governor because I think the governor thinks that, that she, that he's her boss. And so, <laughs> that, and that's another reason that, you know, little really needs to be ejected from office is because he's pretty totalitarian. He's also one of, he's also on the 28th favored governors uh, from the CCP. Uh, so, and so, and know, so that's, that's how the water gets muddied because Ammon Bundy's running against him. Right, Tom. So now yeah. it looks like a political thing. And so, oh sure. my goodness. Yeah. And the media is, the media is spinning it, you know, rather than the child being abducted by CPS, it was Ammon Bundy got arrested yet again yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So and they then, completely uh, get, and the fact that they're not even addressing the issue. And I saw channel six there and um, I was talking to my wife and she's so funny. She's not even politically active, you know? like Michelle, right? And so she, yeah. she's like, well, I just don't understand why you didn't stand in front of her. And I was like, that's a good idea, honey. I mean, you know, if it's freedom <laughs> of the press and they're going to go ahead and they're going to, you know, the freedom of the press is going to manipulate the story, then why have them give access to the story anyway? I mean, I don't want to go in and give her a hard time and give me an opportunity to get arrested, but I could just kind of get in the way. So yeah, maybe right. I will. So plus yeah. there's worse there's worse things than getting arrested, aren't there? Let's get let's get some of these folks. Naomi's in, then Michelle, then Kevin. Let's go. Tell us a story, not your life story. Well, like I said yesterday, this happens regularly in the cancer industry, and they will take not only that child but any siblings if the parents want to do anything other than chemo. And I work with those kind of people and I can tell you there's a wide gamut of it. And um, if you wanna know my stories, ask me because I work with those kind of people and this happens regularly. Okay, it's all part of the big system. It's a big, it's all going on in the big system. Kevin, come on in. All right, I want to re-ask one of the questions that was asked prior because I don't think it got answered. Does this specific doctor have a history of turning other parents into CPS? Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. I apologize. Um, I thought you were relating to the grandfather. Uh, that I don't know. Actually, I don't know that. I'd be curious to see if this is a predator doctor who gets kickbacks in the end for the kids that he turns in. What do you think about that, Dr. Paul Gosling? Do you think that, do you think Kevin's on to something here? He gets favors of some kind, I can guarantee you that. And I, I want to remind you people, this is an administrative court, the same types of courts that run the medical boards. So it doesn't take long to get rid of a doctor who doesn't flow, you know, go with the flow, okay? <laughs> He's going with the flow. He's a coward. You just go after him. You sue him. You have to go on the offensive. You have to sue him, the doctor. Okay, I'm telling you, Amen. man. The way don't stay in the defensive. Get on offense. Amen, baby. Amen, Michelle. Come on in. Thanks, Coach Tom. I have a list of all these pediatricians, doctors. Are to do this so that you could warn people to not take their children there. Uh, you cut out a little bit, but, um, is is there a list of these doctors? Uh, well, uh, I don't, I don't have so far. There's a, we've got a, there's a signal page and a telegram page. Uh, and there's a lot of information going on. 
Um, I think they're just posting information as they see it. So I would literally have to probably scroll all the way through that. There is a list of things to do um, either on those chats or um, on this, this page on what you can do. Um, but Ammon has circled the wagons and basically stated that we're gonna go to the cop's house and we're gonna go to the doctor's house um, and we're gonna go to uh, functional medicine uh, it was kind of funny that um, once this stuff finally broke out, um, it was all over Facebook. They had they had really covered his Facebook page, and then I guess it was gone. Uh, then we covered the Google reviews, uh, and we filled that up. Um, we and so they ended up. They're very good at trying to be able to spread that word out. Um, mm -hmm. And as far as all of the emails, what's really kind of funny is this lady from the Congo somehow is not on the radar. Um, pro, you know, uh, protesting or appealing to CPS is hasn't been around. Although the legislators have, um, I get I, somebody said that they did talk to Director Jefferson, but I think I was so busy with uh, talking to other people, I didn't get what the statement actually was. Um, but I have been asked um, by several people for a list, um, and. So, so Tom, on, on, we have that. on the screen right now. We have Aaron Dykstra, who's the doctor, and then this mm -hmm. other this other girl who's from someplace else, who's the administrator. She's a social worker. Now, friends, I'm going to say something that you may think is controversial, but I'm going to tell you this: If your doctor, the doctor that you go to, has told uh, has prescribed vaccinations for your children, he's fully capable of doing this here as well. Do you understand that, folks? You understand that if your doctor has prescribing vaccinations for your children, he is one step removed from calling children's services. You better, you better hear what I'm telling you because it's part of a system, right? Hey, Paul, because he is going to answer to a medical board at some point, right? Somebody files a complaint. That doctor has to go to before a medical board and he ain't going to rock the boat. Yes or no? That's a nurse practitioner. Yeah, he's not even a doctor. Yeah, not even a doctor. So he's getting yep. paid off. I'm, I'm telling you right now, and he's got sugar in his blood too. Look at him; he looks like he's a pedophile. Well, the one thing I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to mention too is that my my niece um, has actually seen Aaron three times because she actually goes to Functional Medicine Idaho. Now she's afraid to go back, but apparently Doctor Bruce, uh, that's B R U C, um, is a fantastic doctor. Uh, and his reputation will most likely be tarnished because of the actions of Aaron Dykstra. The other thing to consider is that since the COVID money now is drying up and the government has this continual desire to um, extort money from its citizens to support itself, um, they've probably they've had to try to find alternate ways to be able to obtain funding. And I mm. think since people are not no longer going to the um, to hospitals for vaccinations, um, I can only, I can only guess that there's probably some sort of kickback connection between St. Luke's or the government um, and trying to, um, you know, put the heel on the back of the neck. Of, so, so uh, Tom, Tom, so, so folks, listen, this, uh, again, listen, the fact that I, I don't know, Aaron, I don't, I don't, don't, I can't, I don't know what kind of guy he is. I don't know. I can tell you this, good or bad, he probably thinks he did the right thing. He probably thinks he, because why? Because listen, friends, pharmacology, the medical system has become a religion unto itself. Do you, do you understand that? Do you understand that, that this guy is answering to some Pope somewhere? Well, this Pope says to do this. This Pope says to give a shot. This Pope says to take remdesivir. This Pope says don't give hydroxychloroquine. This Pope says don't give ivermectin. And so he thinks he's doing the right thing by following his new religious leaders, the, the medical system. That's what we're dealing with here, friends. Exactly. And, and because of that, uh, well, we're in a mess. We, we're in a mess. These are the same people that are telling your children to take shots. These are the same people that are telling your grandpa to take remdesivir. These are the same people, folks, the same people. And they think we, Ammon Bundy, Tom Munns, those people, Aaron Dykstra thinks Tom Munns is the problem. Do you, you understand? Do you understand? These are the clash of two kingdoms, a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. That's, that's, that's all it's playing out in front of us.
Tom, I'll give you a chance to respond to that. I'm the one who said that. I'm speechless. I mean, I really am. I, I just, okay. I'm sorry. I just, Good. yeah. That's all. Joe Allen, come on in, Joe. Then Myra. Well, by the time the political actions have taken place with this child, he probably will die in that time frame if he's been jabbed. So now's the time to do other actions that are not so kind. Hmm. So, Joseph, Amen. Tom, we've we got to ask ourselves this, Tom. By what authority, by what authority, friends, understand, by what authority are they keeping this child? Who gives them the authority to keep this child? Do you know who that is, Tom? It's, I would say the governor. Our, our the governor. And so, so the, governor could come, the governor could come swooping in and negotiate, say, sit, let the baby go home with his grandparents. The governor could come in and do something. Let the baby go to his nieces or his cousins. or, or well, there's, there's, Let them choose where the baby's going to go. They could do that, couldn't they, Tom? But they don't they want could. to. As Reggie would tell us, and Dr. Paul would tell us, this is a darker agenda, friends. This is a darker agenda than what we, this is not just about protecting children. You heard Paul say it. You heard Reggie say it. You heard others say it. This whole child protective services are involved in child trafficking, right? Oh, this is so deep, so deep. Myra, come on in. Janine, if you're Janine, if you're yes. on, Janine. go ahead, Myra. Psalm 58, 6 and 9. Break their teeth, oh God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, oh Lord. Yes, Thank Lord. You. Break their teeth. Break their teeth indeed. Jeannie, did you want to come in? Jeannie Fields, I see your hand still up. No, Tom, we got eight minutes. How can we help? Now, by the way, this has been really, really informative. You've really opened our eyes here to exactly what. Folks, listen, I know Tom Munns. I trust him more than Joe Biden. Is that okay? Thanks, Coach. <laughs> I, I don't know the governor, but I trust Tom Munns more than the governor. Okay, is that is that okay to say that? So I know we're getting a straight shooting here from Tom, right? How can, is, is there anything we can do, Tom? Now, look, hey, Tom, on the screen right now, we have a picture of the Meridian Police Detective Hanson and Meridian Police Detective Fuller. They may be good guys. I don't know these guys, Tom. But they're doing, as I said yesterday, Clint uh, and Cool Hand Luke, uh, just doing my job, boss, just doing my job, right? That's all, that's all these guys are doing. And the, and the government is full of people just doing their job. At our expense. At our so expense, the question- so the question for, you know, the, the number one thing that Diego has asked for, and I need to say this one more time because in honor of Diego and, and, and things of that nature, you know, review his website for accuracy. If you have questions, I think going closest to the source is the best. I tried to obtain as much information as I can and give you things as accurate as possible. I have no intention on, on derailing the situation because things are already volatile enough as it is. My position here that Coach has allowed me to do this is just to be able to do what he's requested us to do. And this is to be able to get this out to as many people as we can. So the one thing that I would really appreciate you guys to do if you have social media is to be able to share the story, share the video, um, share the websites for sure, you know, have, you know, share the video or whatever, but share the story, uh, the website, um, the freedomman.org slash Cyrus. Um, if you have other opportunities to be able to get on with other interviews and things, uh, we're requesting you do that. Uh, make call-ins to your local radio um, you know, maybe contact, I don't know if it does anything to be able to call your, you know, to to call any of your opinion molders in your government or whatever to be able to bring attention to this issue. But this is, you know, uh, people are, are very narrow minded and they've got this sh- sh- narrow periphery where people think, and it happens even here, you know, people driving by and they, they'll drive by and they won't even look at you. They just, you know, it's just the weirdest thing, you know, this cognitive dissonance or whatever. Um is to try to find a way to bring attention <coughs> to this issue because there is no way that um, d- just because this happens here and just because this happened to Diego doesn't mean it's not going to happen at your house next. And that's Amen. the most important thing I wanted to say. In fact, Tom, uh, my, our good friend Tracy just texted me. She said this, people don't understand that this affects everyone, even if it's not your child. The money to pay incentives to the family court system is taken 
for the Social Security under Title V. So, folks, this is co- this is cost on all of us. This this is uh, uh, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Good versus evil, light versus dark, seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. Now, some of you say, "Well, uh, you know, get Reggie in there." Reggie starts talking about bloodline. Hey, folks, listen, Reggie ain't as crazy as some of you out there think she is. I'm going to tell you that. She's far more on top of it than what a lot of you understand. Dr. Paul Goslin understands what's going on. And I'm sorry if those of us who trusted the government to tell us to get remdesivir, to get vaccinated, to social distance, to close our buildings, to close our churches, the same government comes and steals a baby, and most people are on the side of the government. I don't even know what the hell to say. I don't even know what the hell to say. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, you talked about him coming and snatching your grand job. Harry from our church that does child trafficking and kicking indoors and rescuing children. Don't you agree that here sooner or later, it's going to have to come to a point where we're going to have to kick some doors in and go. It's like everything else. Yeah. It's like, that's why they're scared of Ammon Bundy. Isn't it Tom? Aren't they afraid that they've seen what Ammon Bundy, Ammon Bundy's not a lawbreaker, but they've seen the type of uh, thing that Ammon, the type of support he could raise. Right. I spent I, I I talked to him last night for a, a good amount of time and I asked him I said so um they they never they've never nailed you for anything. I think he said no or I think they got him on one petty thing. But the federal government has spent over 100 million dollars trying to prosecute this guy. Uh, and been able to do it. Friends and they, four and they, and they, four yeah. um, four four o'clock tomorrow afternoon four o'clock eastern time we're going to have the grandfather of the baby, of baby Cyrus and Ammon Monday. We're going to, you guys can come in. We're going to do a special show tomorrow. I better clarify through Jared, but four o'clock tomorrow, we're going to and tell others to tune in if they really want to know what's going on and how we need to stand up and push back against these uh, child protective services. It's not just an aisle. I've been in Montana. I went out to Montana and fought. Wow. It's yeah. wicked. And so Craig, I don't, don't I- the only, ahead, the only one, the only one comment I wanted to make, and I appreciate all of the comments, but I just to be able to give reference that I'm just not spewing things out of the side of my face. Um, I kind of operate on what I know of principle. Obviously, I have read the constitutions many times. I've also have a background of reading Blackstone's commentaries as well. Um, the jury for the uh, the jury of the peers thing. I know that it's not constitutional uh, any more than uh, op, uh, a citizen a free citizen needs to be co-opted into an administrative court, um, which is actually wrong and it's cross-jurisdictional, but there is a tremendous history relating to the jury of peers uh, going back to, um, you know, um, Patrick Henry, uh, Mr. Holmes, Mr. Wilson, William Penn, um, and those things. Um, So although they are not listed in the constitution and you're correct about that, um, my backing is trying to go back to the most original source documentation. It's also not in the Idaho Constitution as well, uh, but the Idaho Constitution, I don't have much respect for anyway, only because if you read it, you can understand that it's probably seven times longer than our Constitution. Okay, so hey, folks, let, let me interrupt. I got, I got to finish with this. Uh, Ten years ago, 15 years ago, I don't know what it is. I ended up going out to, to Boise, Idaho to speak at a little conference. There weren't, there weren't 50 people in the room when I was out there speaking. Charles Jennings set it up for me, actually. So I'm out there speaking. And after it's, I'm done, done speaking, this guy comes walking up to me. I'll never forget it. He comes walking up and look, looks me in the eyes and says, okay, what the hell you want me to do? And it was Tom Munns. And Tom Munns would tell you that up until that point, he'd never read a book in his life. Is that right, Tom? Never read a book in his life. Yeah. And he, he got involved, and he is a terror in the state of Idaho. Go ahead, Tom. You know, it's uh, it was a great day, and uh, I swear I was a, uh, you know, I was a uh, working stiff, and I ended up going to the church, and I actually told my family, I said, look, man, I said, I don't, I don't really want to go to church. I've worked long, I don't want to go. Well, this coach Dave guy is going to be there, and he's sued, <laughs> I guess sued by the ACLU, and I'm like, oh, this ought to be interesting. Now he's going to be preaching from the pulpit. So I said, well, you know, we'll go the first couple of nights, spend the first couple of hours there. That way, I can go about my merry way. And needless to say, I stayed the whole time, and I was fired up, and so. I said, well, coach, what do I do? He goes, go home and pray about it. I'm like, God doesn't answer my prayers. You know what I mean? And he says, go home and he will. And uh, although I never really felt the touch of, of his hand on my shoulder or, or whatever, when I, when I look back at all of the places that I've been and the things that I've done and, 
and uh, just meeting Coach, it was definitely providential. So um, it's a connection. And, t- that I can- and Tom, you're, Tom, you're raising heaven all across Idaho now, right? Folks. Yeah. Oh. Well, you're my coach. You're my That's coach. Right. Plant, plant the right seed, baby. Plant the right seed. Go wherever you can and plant the right seed, and you'll never, you'll be shocked at what the Lord's going to be able to do. Hey, bless you, Tom. Thanks for uh, staying here. Don't hang up here. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we really opened our eyes today. God bless you, folks. See you tomorrow.